Welcome back. My name is Adam at Barca Breakdown. What a crazy week it's been, ladies and gentlemen, with the inner city game going to extra time and a quite an embarrassing but win performance by Barca in the Copa del Rey. You had Real Madrid dropping three points against Villarreal in La Liga. And then we get the 1-0 victory of Barca over Atletico Madrid in Madrid in a game that culminated in a, you know, WWE fighting match between Ferran Torres and Savage. You have Araujo with the crazy goal line clearance. And, you know, you're kind of stuck, or at least I am. Let me know in the comments if you are as well. But I'm kind of stuck between, like, the two often said, you know, adages or cliches, honestly, of, you know, you have to win these hard-fought games uh, in La Liga. You know, some of the games aren't going to be pretty, but you have to kind of gruel out points. And then on the other side, we have Barca just losing control after going up 1-0, right, in a worrying trend we've seen that when we go up, we can tend to let the... Uh, we tend to try and control the game, which I think for this Barca side and these players sometimes means allowing the other team to have more time on the ball and not uh, dominating it ourselves. And that's where we things get really screwy, right? And I think the biggest takeaway from this game, for sure, has to be just how much better our defense is when Araujo's healthy, and specifically the back four line of Kunde, Araujo, Christensen, and Balde. Uh, you know, Christensen just continues to be one of the best signings I've seen Barca get in a few years here now and just uh, a total revelation especially considering his uh, his price tag right he has just been monumental and then you get Araujo back we know he's a stalwart we know he's a lion uh, you know we know he's already scored a goal so far since being back and just you know thankfully really came back into the lineup in full force no risk of him getting injured at that World Cup with Uruguay because of their poor performance and him not starting uh, and then, you know, the the main issue that this Barca team can have sometimes is, you know, we kept a clean sheet today, and we've kept a lot of clean sheets, right? This Barca side, we have not allowed very many goals in La Liga. We have the best defense in La Liga, uh, which is something to be very proud of. But we do see, right, Intercity score three goals, and we see oftentimes when this Barca team gets caught in transition defensively, things get a little bit haywire. Uh, I think that's one of the main aspects of Xavi's coaching this season. He needs to really shore up is, is our defensive structure and making sure that we don't kind of lose our head when the, the, the opposition takes the ball from us. But with a back line of Araujo and Kunde who are just so solid defensively, you know, they've really been able to to win some of those uh, battles when maybe the midfield has kind of disappeared in transition. And then, you know, you have Balde, right, the the big moment in the game when he kind of pushes Llorente down, uh, no foul, and is able to, you know, win the ball back and, and stop a counter. You have Araujo with just that amazing clearance in the 92nd, 93rd minute, uh, clearing a surefire goal right off the line. So I think when we take a look at this game, you know, we're, we got to be happy that we, that we won, and we have to have some criticism for the way the team has kind of approached uh, uh, the 1-0 lead, right? Because you come in with the first 22, 22nd minute is when Dembele scores after a wonderful, you know, little Pedri fake out, uh, drives the ball into the box, gets it to Gavi, and then Dembele slots it home in the bottom left corner. But after that, we did kind of fall apart, right? Uh, there was uh, a huge, the, the whole rest of the first half, it seemed like Atletico could score, right? There was one moment when one of their defenders came up for a header that should have been a goal. And then throughout the second half, there were just many moments where it felt like Atletico were going to score. And our defense, hey, we kept a clean sheet. We won that bad game. But there is a lot of improvement that's needed there. At the same time, we're top of the league, right? I mean, that is exactly what we wanted to see after we dropped points against Espanyol, after we looked kind of uh, 
shaky to say the least against inner city i was really worried about this game because we haven't beat atletico in madrid at the wanda for quite a while now we haven't scored any goals in, in quite a few games here uh, at the wanda metropolitano and today we come out we take a big victory uh you know i think when you look at the lineup it was uh you know showcased top four back line and then in the midfield Xavi tried something a little bit more creative with you know Frankie de Jong and Busquets as a double pivot and then fr uh, Pedri and Gavi in front of them and then up front we only had Anzu Fati and Dembele of course with Lewandowski out for this game and then two more because of red card accumulation you know I think it is a bit surprising that Xavi decided to put Busquets in right uh we, we you know that we've been talking about how for the last few months here there's been a little bit of a development of that you know, Frankie de Jong as the central defensive midfielder, along with Pedri and Gavi, has taken hold. And he has been, uh, that has been kind of the main three Xavi's taken in the last month and a half or so. And then you see Intercity Busquets play a full 120 minutes. And I thought there's no way that Xavi is going to come out here and put Busquets in. He does. Uh, Busquets and Frankie de Jong, to be honest, didn't have the best game. We continue to see a little bit of an issue with our midfield connecting to our forwards. There were a few runs there that Dembele and Fati had made in that first half specifically where I didn't feel like our midfield was, was getting the ball to them. But, you know, when you have a game changer and you have one of the best midfielders in the world like we do with Pedri, he is able to create some stuff out of nothing. And there have been there has been some criticism over the last, you know, I'd say uh, definitely the last week, if not the few weeks heading in uh, after the Classico towards the World Cup break where Pedri hasn't, you know, been lauded as highly as he had been by the Barca fans, including myself, because it felt like he hadn't, uh, been performing consistently, right? He has a lot of miles under his legs, playing for Spain, playing virtually every game he's healthy for Barcelona for the last two years when, you know, he's not injured. And so I was happy to see him today get that big assist, get that big moment. Hopefully he'll be able to carry that energy into our next few games. But Pedri, Gavi, Frankie, Busi, I mean, whoever we put in the midfield really need to do more, right? It feels like, uh, like I was saying, when we go up 1-0, we kind of lose our heads. Our midfield isn't able to just control the ball. We're not able to dominate a game. And, you know, the, this, this game ha did have its dirty side, right? We, they, they had, we had five clear chances in the first 25-ish minutes, and we only scored one. And then after the goal, we barely saw the ball. And, you know, you see Xavi make a bunch of substitutes, substitutions that I didn't think were too effective. I mean, you know, you see Kessier come into the game. Again, it's just, it's very bizarre to see uh, as someone who didn't watch a lot of AC Milan last season and didn't see Kessier play because he really just does seem very slow on the ball. It does seem like he is just, I, I don't know, he's not used to playing in a team with fast transitions or who need to make quick connective passes between the midfielders or the front three. And it just seems like everything's kind of going in like a jello slow motion phase for him. You know, we see to the chagrin of all Barca fans, especially after the inner city mistake, Marcus Alonso make a, an appearance. You know, we see Ferran Torres come in and we see Ferran Torres get a red card, like I alluded to at the beginning, uh, gotten to a pushing match with Savage. Uh, pulled his hair in a very uh, weird way, right? You have Savage kind of trying to almost punch him, push him down. And so there is really a, a huge concern. I mean, uh, is it with Spanish refs or is it with Barca players? I don't know. I mean, Ferran Torres, right, lost his cool today. He's not a player who I've known in his time at Barca, at least, or Man City or with Spain to lose his head like this. But you have him get a red card. Previous game, you had Jordi Alba get a red card, right? The double yellow from Laos. And then you have Lewandowski, who's, you know, suspended today and finishing a two-match ban. And 
I, I you you might have seen the stats come across your timeline uh, the last few weeks about how many more red cards there have been in the you know La Liga season compared to the Premier League or the Bundesliga or League One, etc. Serie A, and so you know it just it really doesn't do us justice when we continue to have big players out. Right, Lewandowski uh, is our best goal scorer by far. If Atletico had put in one chance, I really didn't see a path for Barca to score a second or a third goal today. And without Lewandowski, uh, you know, as I said in my last video, right, without Lewandowski, I don't know who's going to put in goals. Dembele is good for a goal every four matches or so. His his shooting boots still need improvement. He's unfortunately still skying a lot of opportunities. Rafinha, uh, you know, it has been doing some good things and playing better, I think, since the World Cup break in terms of uh, connecting with his teammates, but still doesn't look like he's really put together his his way to connect with Pedrian Gavi and his way to score goals in this team, uh, especially with you know a lot of the curling shots he's tried kind of going too high, not being shots on goal. And so we can't have these big players you know miss out, right? Maybe today Jordi Alba being gone was a blessing so that we for sure saw uh, Balde play, who had a, a really good game. Uh, but then, you know, Ferran Torres is gone, Lewandowski is gone. Again, Anzu Fati still coming back from his injury. Didn't, you know, he scored against Intercity today. He didn't have that same luck, but I thought he was making some good runs and trying to connect with our offense. And he looks like he has a little bit of confidence after that Intercity game that hopefully will beget more success. But I don't know if Fati Anzu is ready to start, you know, multiple games in a row. Uh, I think we're still trying to ease him in, even though it's been, a, a, you know, a half a year since his injuries. I still think he's, you know, kind of just being. I don't want to say babied, but, you know, slowly being reintroduced to being a day-in, day-out starter. So you have Dembele, you have Rafinha, but, you know, without Ferran Torres and Lewandowski, that's a huge hole up front, especially since Xavi hasn't had too much confidence in Memphis Depay, and Memphis Depay hasn't necessarily shown Xavi a lot to be confident for. So that's one of the things I want Xavi to really instill in this team, mainly, is, is just making sure we keep our heads cool. You know, we need some of the players like Busi. Uh, like Ter Stegen, uh, you know, even some of the young guns like Araujo, maybe just be a leader out there and tell everyone to keep their calm and just try and make sure that we don't suffer from any more red cards. But besides that, let me know in the comments what you guys think about our midfield and how we can improve because, you know, Pedri, again, had that monster run, but still has looked just a little bit off. Frankie de Jong in this double pivot didn't look too good, which is interesting because, you know, so many fans have wanted to see kind of a double pivot with Frankie and Busi or Frankie and Kessier. And then Gavi himself, again, has that energy, is that spark plug for the team. But there are also times when, you know, he kind of slows the ball down too much in times when, we, you know, maybe Dembele or Fati are breaking on the counter. At other times, he just doesn't have the experience, I think, yet to really understand how the game needs to be managed. And, you know, as funny as it is, it does feel a little bit like we're missing that Javi player in our midfield, right? Someone who has the the mind and the ability to understand what the game state is and, and kind of what we need from our possession. It just still feels a little bit too hectic, and maybe that's what you get, right, for having Pedri and Gavi, who are both, you know, uh, 20 and under, uh, who don't have that experience. But if there's anyone who you expect to be able to help train these midfielders and, and you know, day in and day out, teach them what they need to do, it is Javi Hernandez, right? And so I'm hoping here that Javi can improve it because, you know, you see Dembele be Dembele, right? A little bit of a head scratcher. He's going to have his good moments. He's going to have his bad moments. You see, you know, Anzu slowly get back into that clinical form, hopefully, um, 
And you know, you know, you have Rafinha who's very quick on the wings and who has an ability to, to find passes out if you know Lewandowski's out there. But really in the midfield, we, we just tend to have these flashes of, you know, very good players showing off their capabilities. But as a as a unit, we don't have that ability to to control a game, right? Uh, I think Pep Guardiola always says like the best defense is to you know keep the ball yourself and, and to control the game. And when we go up 1-0, we don't seem to understand how to do that, right? We kind of when we go up 1-0, we kind of take the game plan that had gotten us that lead and throw it out the window because in that first 25 minutes, I thought our team did really well at, at you know if we had possession, we lost it at really quickly trying to press and get the ball back. Right, very similar to what we saw Argentina do so well in the World Cup. Right, is it just that ability to always just search for the ball, and then when you have it, you know, either slow it down, break on a counter, or or at least you know control the game. Whereas this game, especially in the second half, you know, you see Griezmann have the ability to kind of pick out passes. You see uh, Joao Felix, Kondogbia. You see all these different players on the ball taking shots. Thankfully today, none of those players were very clinical. Uh, Alvaro Morata did not start, and so you know they were a little bit neutered. But we got very lucky, right, that they weren't on their day. Because if you know that header goes in right before the first half, if Araujo somehow is not able to clear the ball off the line, this is very easily a draw or a loss. And you know I know it's always kind of dumb to play those what if games when the game happened and we won one zero. But you know we we just need to think about the future, right? We need to think about the next Classico. We need to think about playing a very hot Manchester United team in the Europa League coming up here soon and, and, and how we're going to win. Because you look at that La Liga table and you have Barca up at 41 points and you have Real Madrid three points behind us, but then there's a pretty big gulf, right, between the top two and the rest. And that's what kind of worries me is that I just, I feel a little bit like uh, kind of what you meet, wh you know, what everyone memes PSG for, which is playing against teams who aren't European quality, so that once you go into Europe, you you fail. But you know, you have Real Sociedad, La Real at 32 points, Betis at 28, Atletico at 27. I mean, you know, there's a 10 point difference between second Real Madrid and fourth in La Liga right now. And so even against Atletico Madrid, who are you know uh, we're a top four now, a fifth team, and they're uh, you know a constant rival of Barca. I just I feel like we can't be playing always against our opponent because we need to try and win some trophies, right? And we need to get this team ready mentally to face tougher opposition. And, you know, we just haven't seen that. A little bit too much of a, of a lackadaisical approach once we go up 1-0. But we're leaving here, Barcelona. We are top of the table. So let me know in the comments your thoughts. I think next thing we have is the Supercopa against Real Betis coming up on Thursday. And then we have a Copa del Rey game the Wednesday following January 18th, uh, which should be a good draw. But like we saw against Intercity, you never know. So let me know. Thank you guys for listening. See you later.